Pastor John Cannon and the Congregation of Victory Church welcome you to this lesson from the Word of God. It is our heartfelt desire to see you grow closer to the Lord and to help you become all that He has created you to be. Our prayer is that through this ministry you would come to know Him in a greater way and that these teachings from the Scriptures will equip and motivate you to fulfill His plan in your life. Now, let's join Pastor John as we study the Word together. I hope you have your Fusion uh, magazine. If you do not have these, I want to encourage you to get these as well. Uh, This is our D6 study, what we're working on uh, together here at Victory Church. Uh, It's our family study time. It's our small group study time. Uh, Individually, you can study it as well. So uh, be sure you grab that and, uh, and get one of those. If you do not have one of the Fusion study guides, these are our devotional magazines that we're trying to get everybody plugged into. There's actually a magazine for each one. Charlie, if that thing keeps moving, you can uncheck the, the forwarding. I see you struggling with that a little bit. Uh, you can uncheck that where it doesn't auto forward, okay? Um, you can get this magazine, okay? If you do not have one of these, it's for a quarter. This goes through uh, through the end of November. Then December we'll get another one. Uh, if you do not have one of these, when you go get your shirt, uh, I think Donetta will be at that table and maybe some others. Let them know you need a Fusion magazine, and um, we'll get these ordered for you as well. And uh, what's the price of one of these magazines? Six bucks. So six bucks for uh, for one of those magazines. So if, if you can't afford six bucks, let us know. We'll, we'll get you one. I want everybody to have one, okay? And uh, so uh, get those ordered because that's what we're studying together throughout the week. And my theme on Sunday is going to be relatively close to what the theme is that we're studying together, okay? So before I get into my message today, I want to share with you, we have a uh, we have a rather large prayer list today for individuals that are not feeling well and that are sick. And so we want to pray for these. First of all, remember Eldon. Eldon's always here. Uh, He's one of the very first ones that's here on Sunday morning. And he's not feeling well today. Uh, So let's lift up Eldon Schmidt in our prayers. Also, Bob Prescott, you know, has been struggling, uh, has been uh, not feeling well. So let's lift up Bob in prayer. I do believe he is actually on Facebook Live. Uh, So, Bob, we're praying for you. We miss you here at Victory. So uh, pray for Bob. Also, Reynold Albright, I believe, back in the hospital. So let's be much in prayer for Reynold. Lift him up. Ken Morris also. Uh, I can't remember if he's back in the hospital or not. But let's pray for uh, Ken Morris and lift him up. Also, Landon Inyard, little Landon, let's be much in prayer for for Landon. Is he home? He's not in the hospital currently, right? He is home, but let's be much in prayer for Landon going through some complications. Uh, Phil Mullins, actually, uh, we're going to have prayer for him here at the end of the service, but uh, he is actually... um, What's my word? PCSing, I believe. Uh, so we'll tell you more about that in just a moment. And also my lovely bride, be much in prayer for her. Uh, last Sunday she had a kidney stone attack and she's having surgery tomorrow. So let's lift up uh, Miss Debbie in prayer. Why don't we take a moment and just pray over all these individuals and as part of our Victory Church family and uh, that's not feeling well. Let's also pray over our service together. Pray over our scripture time together, the studying of God's word together as we unpack this topic on how to make the right decision as we're working towards seeking godly 
counsel and wisdom from the Lord, okay? So I really want to try to drill down and make this very applicable to all of us so we know exactly what we got to do when we walk out this door when it comes to seeking godly counsel, okay? But first of all, let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for our time together today. Lord, I thank you for uh, each one that is here. For those that are watching on Facebook Live, I pray, Lord, you bless all of us. Uh, Keep us all in the center of your will. Father, we lift up these that we know about uh, that are struggling with sickness of one form or another or different things in their life. Uh, Lord, we just pray that you meet all of these needs according to your riches and glory, uh, that you touch and bring healing to those that are struggling, to those that are sick. Whatever the need is in all of our lives today, Lord, we just pray that you would meet that need and uh, you speak to our hearts. Bless us today as we study your word, as we look a little bit into scripture, and as we apply some principles of scripture to our life about seeking godly wisdom, Lord. I just pray you help us to be able to do that. Uh, We want to honor you. We want to live for you. We want our lives to reflect uh, your glory. And God, just pray that you bless each one that's here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You should have received some sermon notes. I didn't get a copy up here, so you should have received. Does everybody have sermon notes? If you do not have your sermon notes, hold your hands up. We should have some. we got a couple that do not have those. Hold your hand up high. We'll get our guys to get sermon notes to you, uh, so you will have those. Today I want to talk to you simply on the subject on how to make the right decision. But before I actually dig into that, this is our D6 family theme for the week. And this is in your sermon notes as well, and I'll have this printed for you every week. But our D6 family theme is simply just following wise counsel. There's a really good study about a king in there, one of Solomon's sons, that really was seeking after counsel and advice for those people that would line up with the way he was thinking instead of just godly counsel and advice. So that's our theme for the week is how we are going to follow or how we should be following wise counsel. And then our goal for the week is to appreciate the value of godly counsel and uh We all make decisions every single day, right? And hopefully and prayerfully, we're seeking some godly counsel and that we do get to the point where we appreciate the value of godly counsel and the unity that it brings, okay? So that's what we're going to be studying together as we work our way through this D6 study uh, this week through your Fusion magazine about seeking godly counsel. Now, once again, if you do not have this, be sure you get one of these ordered today, okay? We can have it in for you this week. We'll have it available for you uh, because these are really good small devotions that kind of keep us all, all on the same track of studying together uh, the Word of God, okay? So I want to jump right into... The scripture today, and I want to ask you a question. Have you ever made a lousy decision? Have you ever made one of those decisions and one of those choices? You go through life and you're like, man, this is what I'm going to do. And all of a sudden you make it and you get into it and you're like, this is probably the worst decision I have ever made. Been there, done that? Raise your hand. Probably all of us, right? We've all been to the point where we've made some lousy decisions. Matter of fact, let me share a few here that I think are lousy decisions that have been made and um, see what you think about them. In 1955, there was a man by the name of Sam Phillips. Now, you really probably do not remember that name. But what Sam Phillips did, he had an unknown singer who he wasn't real sure about his future. So he sold the, his, the rights over to RCA Victor Records... He sold the exclusive contract to this singer over to RCA. 
He thought, you know what? I'll get what I can out of this guy. He's probably not going to amount to much. That was in 1955. His name was Sam Phillips. Guess who the singer was? Elvis Presley, right? You think that was a good decision? No, right? Horrible decision that he made. Also, there's a, uh, there was a small book that was out called MASH. M, capital M-A-S-H, right? Seventeen publishers turned down that book, said it never would really amount to anything. And, of course, that book became what we know as a box office hit show and sitcom and syndicated sitcom. And most of us probably have the DVDs of every show that's ever done of MASH. How many of you guys have ever watched MASH? Okay. Seventeen publishers, wise or maybe lousy decision. Lousy decision, right? In June of 1938, here's another guy. June of 1938, Action Comics introduced Superman. He was the creation of Joe Schuster and Jerry Siegel, and they believed that some money in the pocket was more valuable than a comic character in a book, and they sold their rights to Superman for 130 bucks in 1938. Wise decision or lousy decision? Obviously, a lousy decision. We've all been there, right? We've been there in life where we make some lousy decisions. I want to try today to help you know and learn how you can make the right decision. And that's what we're going to be studying today as we get into the, or this week, as we get into our Fusion magazine. We're going to be seeking godly wisdom and counsel from individuals that will help us make the right decision. Now, here's what I do know. I do know that God has a plan for every single one of our lives, right? He has a mission mapped out for your particular life. He wants to work in your life. God wants to work through your life. But in order for that to happen, we've got to make some choices every single day that will hopefully lead us to the place where God can work in and through our life, okay? So he has a mission for every single one of us. Do you know what your life mission is? Do you know what it is exactly that God is calling you to do? Do you know what it is exactly that you should be living out every single day? Well, God has that mission mapped out for you. And he doesn't want it to be a secret. He wants to reveal that to you. And he's at work every single day trying and to reveal and show you the direction and the way that you need to be going in this life to live out that mission. And it takes place every single day. Now, you get to make a choice. You get to make a choice every single day whether you're going to jump on this ride of adventure, this amazing mission that God has for your life, or if you're just going to live out what it is you feel you want to live out for your individual life, right? You get to make that choice every single day. So today I want to try to help you make the right decision. I think one of the guys that we can look at in Scripture that we can learn from would be Jonah. Now the book of Jonah is in the Old Testament. And there's only four chapters in the book of Jonah. 
most of you have heard about Jonah and the well, right? Raise your hand. You've heard about Jonah and the well and Jonah and the big fish. I'm not really going to unpack all the details of this story, but I just want to, I want to bump into it. I want to reference it. I think there's some things, there's actually four things in that particular story that I think we can glean from that can help us make the right decisions so that we can live out God's mission and God's plan for our life. Okay? Are you ready to jump into these? Because I'm excited to share these with you. Four things I believe we can see in the life of Jonah that will help us learn and discover how to make the right decision and live out God's mission and God's plan and purpose in our life. Number one, I want you to jot this down. God guides us by his what? By his word. We're talking about the word of God. Now, in the reference, I want you to look as we look into the life of Jonah. In Jonah chapter number one, Charlie, I think I'll have the slide there for you. In Jonah chapter number one, it says this. The word of the Lord came to Jonah. Now, stop. What came to Jonah? The word. The word of the Lord came to Jonah. And in verse 2, this was the word of the Lord. He said, get up, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach. So God's intent for giving us his word is to give us guidance and direction in our life. And that's exactly what he was doing to Jonah. He said, Jonah, I've given you the word of the Lord. This is what you need to go and do. You need to go and preach the word. Okay? Now, obviously, we know the story. Jonah didn't want to do that. So Jonah decided to go his own direction and do his own thing. Good decision or lousy decision? Lousy decision, right? We know that he ends up in the belly of a well and then puked out on the beach two days later and now everything's well and good, right? So here's the deal. Jonah made a lousy decision. Was that decision that Jonah made God's will for his life? No, it wasn't. God wanted him to go to Nineveh and preach. That was the word of the Lord. Guys, you know what the least, the most unread book in America? Do you know what that book is? Guess. What do you think the most unread book in America is? You think it's the Bible? No, it's not the Bible. Thankfully, right? It's not the Bible. You know what the most unread book in America is? It's a car's owner's manual. (laughs) Auto manual. Vehicle auto manual. Did somebody guess that? Anybody guess that back there? This is the auto manual out of my wife's Chevy Impala. Okay? We bought that car in 2009. This is the 2009 auto manual from the Chevy Impala. And I went out and thought, as I read this, I think I read, I did some research, found it's the most unread book. I said, I wonder if I even have one of these. Right? So, cause I've never really got into it. So I went out and I dug through her glove box and I found stuffed under now, my wife loves to carry napkins and ketchup and barbecue and just everything you may. You know, I, I kind of dug through some of that stuff. And I found this most unread book in America, Car Owner's Manual. Now, let me ask you a question. Would you agree this is probably a boring read? Would you agree? How many really get excited about sitting down and starting page one and reading through the owner's manual of your vehicle? Right? None of us. However, when there is a problem, 
right? When the car is not doing what it's supposed to be doing, when the car is not working effectively, when the car has a breakdown, when something is not working, we then go where? To the owner's manual, right? Unfortunately, that's how we handle God's word, right? God's word is put in place to help us live an efficient, effective life, carrying out God's mission in our life so that we don't break down on the side of road called life. And typically, when things are going really, really good in our life, we put the owner's manual away, right? We put God's word away. And then when our life is a mess, and it seems like all you know what is breaking loose, and everything is going wrong, then we think, boy, maybe I just need to get back into God's Word and figure out what's going on. Unfortunately, we use God's Word like we use the auto manual. I want to encourage you, if we're going to live out God's plan and God's purpose for our life, then we've got to get into the Word of God. Because God guides us. He gives us a sense of direction. He helps us make decisions as we're reading God's Word every single day. The Word of the Lord came to Jonah in Jonah chapter 1. And Jonah made a lousy decision because he did not take heed to the Word of God. As we all look through we look through scripture, we can see many places where God gives us guidance through the word. Let me share a few verses with you. In Psalm 119 in verse 18, the psalmist says, "Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law." Now, the law in the Old Testament is reference to the Pentateuch, which are the first five books of the Old Testament, which are the writings of Moses. And that's what it's referencing. It's referencing the Word of God. And so we're saying, open my eyes so that I may see the wonderful things in the Word of God. Let me ask you a question. Are you in the Word of God on a regular basis? If you're not then you're on your way to making some lousy decisions every single day of your life because we need to be in the Word of God. Psalm 119 verse 105 says this. It says, Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. What is it that's a lamp to my feet and a light to my path? What is it, church? What is it? It's the Word. It's the Word of God. It's God's Word that shines light in the direction that we are to be walking and going in our life. Another passage of Scripture that I love is 2 Timothy 3 in verse 16 through 17. And the Scripture reads, it says, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching. I think I have it, Charlie. Don't I have it in there? Is, is useful for teaching and rebuking and correcting and training in righteousness. Okay, I love that passage of scripture. It's useful for teaching us. God's word is useful to teach us how we are to walk and how we are to go and direction we're to live. Rebuking us. It rebukes us for decisions maybe we've made or wrong steps we've taken. And it brings us back into alignment with God's word. It corrects us and it it trains us. So we need to be in the word of God. Okay. Second thing I want you to see is this. Oh, that's my most unread book. Missed it. Right here. Number two, jot this down on your notes, in your notes. God guides us not only by his word, but also by his Holy Spirit. 
The Holy Spirit of God that lives within us as believers, he uses to guide us and lead us and give us our marching orders and lay out our mission in life. He uses the Holy Spirit. Now, the reference verse I have for that is John 16 in verse number 13. John 16 to 13 says, but when he, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth. And he will not speak of his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. Now realize that this is a New Testament passage of Scripture. But it's apparent all through the Old Testament that the Spirit of God was coming upon these individuals and giving them direction in their life on how they were to live out their mission in their life, even in the Old Testament. But here's the deal. Nowhere... As we go back and look at Jonah, nowhere in the life of Jonah do we see him seeking the Spirit's direction, right? He was doing what mattered to him. He was doing what he wanted to do. He was not taking heed to the Word of God, and nowhere in the book of Jonah do we see him Seeking guidance and direction from the Spirit of God. So guys, let me just draw a reference point to this. Before you make any major decisions in your life, first of all, you be sure that that decision lines up with the written Word of God, with what God says in His Word. And secondly, I want to encourage you to seek out the Spirit of the Lord. Seek out the Spirit of the Lord. What is it that the Holy Spirit of God that lives within you as a child of God, what is it that He is leading you to do? You see, I know this. I know the Lord opens some doors in our life that we can walk through, and I know He closes some doors in our life. And oftentimes when a door closes, we stand there and we just start kicking it in, right? Because we want to go through that door. We need to take heed to what the Holy Spirit is doing in our life. You see what Jonah wanted to do? He wanted to jump on a cruise ship, right? He said, no, I am not going to take heed to the word of the Lord. I've got peace in my spirit that I'm going to go the opposite direction. I'm going to jump on a cruise ship and I'm just going to go my way and do my thing. Now, obviously, when Jonah made that decision initially, he probably had this inward peace. As he's making that decision. Because he'd already denied the word of God. He wasn't listening to that. So he's going to do his own thing. So here's a warning that I want you to get. I don't know if you can read this from the back. But let me read it to you. Here's the warning that I want you to get. A simple. And by the way. Do I have this in your sermon notes? Did I put this in your sermon notes? Okay. I want you to get this. A simple sense of peace alone. That's a key word. A simple sense of peace alone cannot be an adequate judge as to whether God's direction is being followed or not. So you've got to look for more than just a simple sense of peace alone. A lot of folks say, well, I've just got peace about it. Well, God may just say, this, this is what I want you to do. And you say, no, I'm going to go do this. And you may be at peace because you're not even in tune with the will of God in your life. And by the way, the Bible says there's joy in sin for a season, right? So if we're living outside of God's will, we may have a sense of peace initially. 
But I want you to know we've got to have more than that. We've got to focus on what God's word says. And then we've got to seek the leadership of the Holy Spirit Spirit in our life. And then we must act in obedience to the word of God and to the spirit of God. Are you getting this? Get it? All right, good. Let me give you number three here. Jonah, I want you to see what he did. He ignored the opportunity. Now, this is our theme for the week, wise counsel. He ignored the opportunity for wise counsel. Now, no doubt when God gave Jonah this amazing mission that he is to go to Nineveh and preach, understandably, that was hard for Jonah to swallow. I mean, those folks, when you go and you read the history of what was going on in that day and age, how could a Jew attempt to go on a mission to one of the most ruthless, bloodthirsty groups of people in the world known at that time? How could he go there and preach the gospel? So in Jonah's mind, he reasoned this thing out like there's no way that I can go and do this. He knew the torture that these people were involved in. He knew the slaughtering that was taking place with these people. So Jonah thought, who am I to go to this city and tell them to repent? So he went his own way. If only, that's my key word here. If only Jonah would have sought godly counsel from people who were walking with the Lord. He would have known, put Isaiah 55 up on the screen, Charlie. He would have known Isaiah 55 and verse number 8. If he would have sought godly counsel. Where God says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declare the Lord. So guys, as we're trying to make the right decision... Three things we've talked about already. We need to have the word of the Lord. We need to get into God's word on a daily basis and start unpacking it. We need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit that's living within us and seeking the direction of the Holy Spirit. And third thing we need to do is seek wise counsel. We need to go to people that we know that are in our life, that are living for the Lord and striving their best to live for God and talk to them about a decision that we're about to make. Let me give you a couple other verses of Scripture in Proverbs 15 and 22. Scripture says, plans fail for the lack of what? Plans fail for the lack of counsel. Plans fail for the lack of counsel, but with many what? advisors, they succeed, right? So what's that telling me? That's telling me if you're a do-it-yourselfer and you're just going to go your own way and you're not going to talk to anybody about decisions you're making and, and you're just going to do your thing and you're not going to seek wise, godly counsel and you're not going to get the advice of others, you're going to do your own thing. The Bible, Scripture tells me that that's a plan to fail, right? Plans fail for lack of counsel. Friends, before you make any major decisions in your life, seek the Word of God, seek the Spirit of God, and then seek godly counsel from people that God has placed around you. Let me give you another verse of Scripture in Proverbs 12 and verse 15. It says, The way of a fool seems right to him, but the wise listen to advice. The way of the fool seems right to him. Do you think jumping on this cruise ship and getting out of Dodge seemed right to Jonah? Initially, right? Till the storm came 
and life started getting a mess, do you think he had a sense of peace initially? Initially. But then his life got turned literally upside down, right? I mean, he went straight to the bottom of the sea in the belly of a well. So things did not go well for him. We need to listen to sound advice. Let me ask you a few questions. These are a few questions I have in my notes. Let me ask you this. I want you to ponder this. Who do you seek for counsel when making a major decision? I'm talking about major decision. Who do you seek? Do you know who that person is? Do you know who those people are? Do you even have anyone? If you don't, you're going to have to get in one of these two categories in Proverbs 12. You decide which one you're in. The wise are seeking advice and counsel. The foolish are just doing their own thing. Who do you go to? When you make these wise, or these major decisions in your life, who are you going to? Another question I have, who do you believe can give you the counsel to help you fulfill the calling and the mission that God has uniquely crafted and shaped just for you. Who's that person you go to? That you know is not going to tell you what you want to hear. That's what we see in the life of Rehoboam. He went to a group of guys that told him what he wanted to hear. You're going to study that this week in your Fusion Devotional Study. But who do you go to? I hope you go to someone that's going to give you godly counsel and advice. Someone that's just not going to tell you what you want to hear. Right? But it's going to love you enough to tell you what God's Word says and how you ought to take heed to that. Would you agree with me that Jonah missed it? Would you agree with me that Jonah initially missed the calling on his life? Initially. Now, I know, thank God, God is the God of second chances, right? And third and fourth. He's full of grace and mercy. And for me, I'm very thankful for that, right? But Jonah missed it. Here's the deal. I don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to have to go through the heartache that Jonah went through simply because he did not listen to the word, seek the Holy Spirit, and get godly, wise counsel. Let me give you number four for this one. God guides through his work and circumstances around you. Now pay attention to this one. We're talking about how do we make the right decision. Number one is the Word of God. Number two is the Spirit of God. Number three is the counsel from wise, godly people that we get. And number four, got to pay attention to what it is God is doing around us. Do you realize that those circumstances that you're in, oftentimes God is orchestrating those? In your life to try to get your attention. Would you agree with that? Do you think he did in the life of Jonah? Who do you think was orchestrating the storm that came up when he's on the cruise ship taking it easy? God. Who do you think that orchestrated the big fish that came up and swallowed Jonah? Who do you think orchestrated that? God. Who do you think kept Jonah safe in the belly of the well? God. Who do you think pulled on the hanging down thing at the back of the well so he'd puke out on the beach and get Jonah out of there, right? God, right? God was in charge of all of this. He was working in all of those circumstances. God does the same thing in our life. But oftentimes we just ignore it. We don't pay any attention whatsoever to the work that God is orchestrating throughout the circumstances in our life. Let me share with you a... A verse of scripture here in Romans 8 and verse 28. I love this passage of scripture. And I get this, church. 
And we know that, read the underlined bold part with me. And we know that in all things, God works for the good. Let's read that again. In God, I'm sorry, let's read it again. In all things, God works for the good. Let's read it again. In all things, God works for the good to those who love him and those that have been called according to his purpose. Now, you know what that looks like? In all the circumstances that are going on in our life, there may be some that just are not good. Is God still working? Yes. The storm in Jonah's life wasn't good. Was God working? Yes. The well wasn't good, right? How many of you want to go on that submarine ride? No, nobody, right? Wasn't good. Was God working? Yes. Think about your life. Think about the circumstances you find yourself in. Sometimes they're not good. Has God deserted you? No. God is orchestrating and even working in our life, hopefully and prayerfully, to get our attention, to get us in alignment with his will and the direction that he wants us to go in life. So we're going to take heed to the word of God. We're going to take heed to the spirit of God. We're going to take heed to wise, godly counsel that we're getting from others. And we're going to pay attention to the, how God is at work in the circumstances around us. Romans eight twenty eight. I love it. And we know in all things. God works for good. Now, it does not say that all things are good, right? Don't misread this text. Don't take it out of context. It doesn't say that everything that happens in your life is good if you love God. That's not what it says. It says in all things, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, whatever they are, in all things, God is working for the good. Now, the best way I know to illustrate this passage of Scripture, and if you've listened to me preach long enough, you probably know what's coming. The best way that I know to illustrate this particular passage of Scripture, and I'm going to close after this passage. I'm going to give you one more uh, statement. best way I know to illustrate this is homemade biscuits. How many of you guys love homemade biscuits? Wow, amazing. My wife made some amazing homemade biscuits for our family. We had biscuits and gravy on our table one morning, all the family around. I sat down and thought, man, this is just good, right? But how many of you guys love the ingredients alone of a homemade biscuit? No. How many of you guys go to the cupboard, pull out the flour, just get a big handful and just eat the flour? Obviously, hopefully, nobody. Or you go to the lard bucket or Crisco or whatever, and you dig in there and pull that out and just eat that. No. How many go get a stick of butter and just eat the butter? No, but we love that melted right on the top of our biscuits, right? All these things, or just the salt by itself, whatever they put in. I'm not a cook, so I don't know all the ingredients that go in there, but those are the ones I'm, I've watched her work with. Those things in and of themselves are not good, are they? But here's the deal. You get that flour, and you knead it in with that. Crisco or lard or whatever it is. Does she put some milk in there? Put some milk, mix all that together. Does she put some salt in there? I don't know if she does that or not. Then I watch her roll those things out and put them on a pan and stick them in the oven. And I watch those things rise, get golden brown. Now I like mine. I like mine crispy on the outside and soft in the middle. You know, that's kind. I like a good. I like a little bit of a crunch in my biscuit. So what happens in my family is they put six or eight or ten or whatever I'm going to eat aside and they leave those in a little longer and they pull out the rest for those that like them a little doughy in the family. However it is you like it, they're, they're delicious, right? 
And then you get hot butter and you put on there, or you get some honey and you pour over it and you just eat that honey and that, that hot biscuit. How many are getting hungry right now? Right? But isn't that good? That homemade biscuit that has a nice golden crust across the top of it and you bite into it and you put some gravy over it and I like turkey sausage and some turkey sausage and you mix all that together, some scrambled eggs and some of my wife's homemade strawberry jam. That's good stuff, right? But those ingredients in and, of, in and of themselves are not good. Would you agree? If you had to eat them by themselves. But you mix all that together and it's delicious. You know, that's typically what the Lord is doing in our life. He's working with everything, orchestrating all these things in our life. Good, bad, ugly, indifferent for the good to those that love him. And are called according to his purpose. Four ways to help you make the right decision. God's word. The spirit of God. Godly counsel from other people that Jonah ignored. And circumstances that God is orchestrating. Let me leave you with this. I want you to get this. God is using, even orchestrating, the circumstances of our lives. Pay attention to that. Scripture tells us that our God never sleeps. He never slumbers. He's always at work. He has a plan for your life. None of you are here by accident. I don't care how you were conceived. You're not here by accident. God has a plan for your life. Are you living out the mission that God has for you? The best way I can tell you to do that is make the right decisions every single day. God's word, spirit of God, wise counsel. Pay attention to what God is doing around you because he is at work. You pay attention to those four things, you're going to find yourself right smack dab in the center of God's will. We ready to sing? Let's pray. Father, thank you for our time together today. Lord, I just pray you speak to our hearts as we unpack briefly the life of Jonah. We see what he did. Help us to learn from his mistakes. Help us to know that you have a plan for every single one of us. You have a mission. You have a calling in all of our lives. Lord, we want to live that out for you. And the best way I know for us to make right decisions is for us to be in your word Pay attention to the Spirit of God that's in us. Seek His guidance and leadership. Get counsel from godly people around us that are striving to live for you and that can tell us what your Word says and remind us of some things we need to pay attention to. And help us to be aware of our circumstances where you are orchestrating the very events of our lives. When we do that, now we have a good plan for how we can seek and live out your mission, and your plan in our life. Bless each one that's here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for this lesson from the Word of God. We know that the truth you've just heard will change your life if you believe it and intentionally apply it. If you need someone to pray with, or maybe you just want someone to talk to, 
please call us at 618-622-9360, or you can email us at victoryfwb at gmail.com. If you're interested in obtaining more teaching materials, or if you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, please contact us. You can email, call, or send a request to 223 Scott Troy Road, O'Fallon, Illinois, 62269. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us.